0: I'm Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. What up, what up, Coop? How are you doing, my friend? Surviving and throbbing. Broke me, dude. (laughs) Let the fun begin. Let's get it. On today's pod, Trey and I discuss all things NBA Finals, including Steph playing like chef again, and all the technical fouls that should have been called in Game 2. And finally, we touch on the reignited Draymond and Kevin Durant beef. You will not want to miss that. We discuss all of that and much more, so let's jump into it. All right, I'm going to kick off today's pod with a little upcoming news for the Hampton Hoops podcast this week. Cooper and Ice Conversation will drop Tuesday night at midnight. It will be ready for you on game day Wednesday morning. Coop and I preview Game 3 on Wednesday and talk extensively about all the crazy offseason news that's happened the past couple days, including the Lakers' new hire, Utah's coach stepping down, and also who Charlotte should hire and where they should go from there. And as I said, to start this whole thing off, we give you everything you need to know about Game 3. Trey and I had a great, great conversation today, so let's jump into that. Myself, what's, what's up trey how are you doing my friend doing well doing well how you doing buddy well i'm shocked to see that you're doing well right now the warriors did win by 19 points which was a big deal for some especially you trey we had had a conversation before the game texting back and forth about our predictions and i told you i think the warriors are going to win big in game two i think they bounce back after uh the disappointing game one the shocking game one i think they win big and you went and you looked and uh Warriors winning by twenty was uh looked like a pretty good bet, so I'll let you tell the rest of the story.
1: Well, wake up with some text from Jack yesterday, right? Hey, how you feeling about these games tonight? I'm like, uh, oh, Golden State, they're gonna come out firing, and they got to win, like they know if they go down two, it's it's looking looking slight for them. You go, couldn't agree more. I think Warriors win big. I'm like, I agree, bro. So I'm thinking like all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go bet like Warriors minus 10. Look at it, that's like minus 250. So I go over to alternate. See, Warriors to win by 20 plus. Plus 2,500. I'm like, oh shit. Throw five down on that. I mean, may as well. A little, little risky one, so. Literally sitting there with 34 seconds left. Nope, 25 seconds left. And, um, hey, Jack, have you ever heard of a player named Malik Fitz?
0: I have now.
1: Up 22 with 25 seconds left. Malik Fitz throws up a 25, I mean, 26-foot shot, 26-foot three. Not only does he make it, he banked it in for the Warriors to win by 19. I lost my bet by one point. My goodness so Malik fits. I mean hey glad you got your finals time and your shining moment because you're never gonna do that again and I you.
0: hope he goes back to the G League man <laughs>
1: same that 10-day contract better better be awesome for you bro <laughs>
2: thanks so.
0: bro we've had two games now in the book that that game one shocker was an absolute thriller. I, I said over and over again over the weekend that we couldn't have asked for a better game, and game two could not have been more the other way. Uh, the Warriors did have another third quarter uh, storm, and this time they they buried him, especially with that Jordan Poole half-court shot that he had. So, How are you feeling after game one and two? Are you swaying any way away from the Warriors or even more towards the Warriors? How are you feeling, Trey?
1: Um, Honestly, I am swaying more towards the Warriors after game one and two. Um, You know, after listening to Draymond Draymond Green's podcast, um, I believe it was like 15 for 24 that Al Horford, Marcus Smart, and Derek White went from three. That's... I don't, I mean, like, dude, I'll live with that all day if I'm the Warriors, because that's not going to happen. We saw what happened when they actually closed out on Al Warford uh, last night. He scored two points. Um, Marcus Smart had two points. Derek White, he had an okay game, but like Jason Tatum was the homie one. And that was probably like the worst 28 points I've ever seen in my life. So, um, right now, man. I I feel great about Miss Warriors, and I'm, that makes me ecstatic because this future is looking very bright. So,
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: do you, what, are, what are your thoughts on this? Um, the defensive performance from Marcus Smart and Steph Curry, you and I both said we were going to bet that under 27.5, and, a half and uh, we got cooked. We scored 21 in the first quarter, so... That wasn't wasn't
0: great. (laughs) Yeah, we have been cooked, and especially game one. I was just furious watching Al Horford and Robert Williams and those guys just go under screens like they're playing Miami again. And I don't know if you saw that mic'd up moment where Marcus just was in their face saying, this is not the Heat series. Like, you have to go over the screens because Steph Curry was just walking into warm-up threes in game one. And game two, I mean, he was—he played great again. I mean, he had 29 points. Yeah, we looked really foolish for saying that. And honestly, I'll admit when I'm wrong, and I could not have been more wrong. We'll see if the defense steps up any back in Boston. But dude, Steph has been having his way with this defense, and just the way he played leading up to these this finals, I I would never have expected that he would have his way with the best defense in the league. Uh, and I think with any with both these fan bases, they have stuff to feel good about. Like, I don't feel any better about my Boston pick. I feel the same way I did. Like, I still feel like it's a coin coin flip. But I I can definitely see how you feel better after watching the Warriors over the weekend because they just kind of let their foot off the gas way too much on Friday. And we saw what they're capable of last night. So I definitely – they look like a team that – is better than Boston right now, to be honest, because they outplayed Boston for quite a bit of that game one as well. So, hopefully, Boston going back to the Garden can do something. But, dude, like, last time they played in the Garden, Jimmy Butler, 47 points and a win in game six to push it to seven. So, it's not like they've been amazing at home. In fact, they have a better road record than they do at home. How are you feeling? Uh, what's your – like, how are you feeling about game three and four in Boston?
1: That's – um. that's – a great question. So, I mean, obviously, we know that the Boston crowd is absolutely electric, right? Mm-hmm. Um, But with the way that Clay has been playing, I mean, literally, like, where's the, I would need a wanted poster? Where's Clay Thompson? Like, it, we're, he's missing. Um, So, at, at this point, I, I feel like he has to have a bounce back game, right? And... Mm-hmm. With Clay performing the way he is. And I mean, Jordan Poole hasn't been like he was against Denver or even Memphis. But um he had a good game last night, or he had a good third quarter. And um I'm I'm very interested to see if that half court shot gets him going gets him rolling in this series. I feel like that's gonna be I feel like if he, Clay, and Steph get rolling, I see Golden State taking both because like we were just saying, Steph's literally still having his way. No matter if they're going up over the screens or not. I mean, he had yesterday. I mean, he didn't have an electrifying first quarter again, but I mean, twenty nine points. He's averaging over 30, 30 points a game in these finals. Mm-hmm. So Steph is Steph is lights out right now. Draymond, Draymond's okay. That I, that I have a question about this. Um, so going back to Boston. Obviously, the fans are going to be booing when Draymond's calling the refs a bitch and whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So, do, you, do you, first off, are the refs scared to give Draymond a second tech? Because like that's what it, that's what it looks like from afar. Like, how can you put your feet on people's head and then like how, like in any other game, in any other instance, with any other player, that's a double tech. Mm-hmm. And I understand he got his first one early, so they want to be like, "Oh, like let's not toss him out of a finals game." But like at the end of the day, rules are rules. It doesn't it doesn't change just because it's one player
0: yeah i agree i i think he it was a technical with that whole shindig with jalen brown and jalen brown's press conference is absolutely hilarious by the way saying that dream. i'm trying to pull his pants down <laughs> yeah, that, but, was, that was so funny Facts, and i think he has a shorter leash maybe on that those early techs because any ref with a brain is going to be like all right i'm going to catch this early and kind of warn them right now but it never works with Draymond if you give him an early tech and kind of warn them like hey we're not doing this tonight it's not gonna work so it doesn't matter what you do and that second technical that should have been against Jalen Brown I think they just didn't want to eject him and didn't want to hear it you know from the NBA fans about great players being ejected in the finals I think they're actually just scared to give him a technical to be honest because in any circumstance I I believe Jeff Van Gundy said this on the broadcast in any circumstance that is a double technical and
1: that's exactly exactly I mean and then the times he'll even like after after that happened he would get, he, he was, I can't tell you how many times he was in ref's faces, just yelling at him. And it's mm. just like, Kyle Anderson got tossed for asking, what did I do? Literally. Like, I, I don't, it's, it, frust- it like, frustrates me because I understand what he's doing. Cause like, he's like instigating the fact of, oh, I'm going to get a tech to hype my team up. But then if you do it again and again and again, you have to get tossed at some point, or else you're never gonna stop. Like, and then it just—it's not fair for other players. Where if Jason Tatum were to go yelling a ref's face like that, I guarantee you he would get tossed. Oh. Like, there should be a prop for mm. that.
0: Yeah, for sure. There was multiple times where Draymond could have had three to four technicals at least last night. I feel like
1: I could not agree more. Like, it was—it's it, getting to a point where it's like. It was trending on Twitter last night, and people were like, How is he not getting thrown out of this game? Like, facts. So, do you think going back to Boston, do you think the refs are going to have or be influenced by the fans? And, like, if they're sitting there booing, do you think they're going to toss them?
0: I do. And I not only think they're going to be influenced by the fans, I think they're going to be influenced by all of us, like, having the conversation we're having right now, because they're going to be well aware going into game three of like, (laughs) <laughs> all the replays of that Jalen Brown situation, they're going to be like, yeah, I probably should have gave a double tech. Or if there's a new set of reps, they're going to be watching it. Like, yeah, okay. I cannot make the same mistake as this guy. Cause I will get assassinated on Twitter tonight. So I think, I think they'll clean it up in game three. I really do.
1: I Yeah, I, I agree. I feel like being away from the chase center now, um, back in the garden you, I feel like not only are you correct with um, just like all of media talking about it. I mean, it's everywhere on ESPN, but also those fans are going to be booing. I feel like I feel like the commissioner may even have a chat with him, like, "Yo, this is getting out of hand. Like, we gotta we gotta make sure that everyone's abiding by the same rules." So,
0: uh, I completely agree. And while we're on the topic of Draymond, he's had an interesting couple of weeks talking about Kevin Durant it started off with saying you know when Kevin was here Steph got doubled seven times more and now in last night's press conference Kevin Durant didn't even come up from a reporter and he he said that yeah, even when KD was here, like, we ran things through Steph. Like, it's always going to be ran through Steph. And that just was odd to me because Kevin had tweeted at him. was like, all, "All this is 100% false. I don't even know why he's talking about me and stuff. So what – why is Draymond still actively talking about Kevin in this way? Is, like, the beef still alive from years ago? Or, like, wh- how do you feel about that?
1: I feel like – Draymond is trying to throw subtle shots at at KD. Like, hey, remember when you were on our team and you left us to go play a like Kyrie who doesn't even play with you, and James Harden who left you? You got swept in the first round, and now we're in the finals without you. Like, I feel like, I feel like that's his underlying intention. I know he's never gonna admit it, but I feel like deep down, he's still trapped. That Kevin left them bro Yeah,
0: I can see that. Like,
1: like, what are what are your thoughts on that?
0: Exactly what you said. Like on the dot. I was I was looking at footage all these. So I was throwing together a TikTok that's going to drop tomorrow about it, and it was like, I was like, my jaw is on the floor. I was like, why is this even relevant right now? But at the same time, like, creating content. I love Draymond Green because he always has something to say, and it's so, it so makes my job so easy. So it's, like, I I love Draymond, but, like, I hate him at the same time. But, yeah, I think you're exactly right, man. I think it's still – he's still chapped that KD left him. And (laughs) KD's been at the crib for, like, the past month after getting swept in the first round, too. So that just makes it even funnier to me.
1: I love how it's, like, the two people who's going to trip on Twitter the most, too, KD (laughs) and and Draymond. (laughs) Like, it makes it just, like – I love just, like – Watched in the two feud, it's so funny, <laughs> but um, I have another KD question since we're on the topic of KD. Perfect. So, um, do you think KD would ever win a ring if he didn't leave Oklahoma City for Golden State? Do you think he would have a ring yet?
0: Um, I was it's so funny you say this, I was thinking about this the other day. I don't, I, I really, really don't because. When James Harden was a six-man there, that was really their best shot. KD and Russ matured after he left and got even better as in their superstar roles. But the roster around them was always a problem with Cephalosha and an old Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> and then a young Stephen Adams enters the chat. It's just like, I felt like the roster in their bench was always the problem at OKC. And even if he left to go to somewhere else, like... Outside of it, I don't think he could even went to Cleveland, but outside of like Cleveland or Golden State, I don't think he would have won a championship anywhere. And I don't know why that is, because he is one of the greatest players ever, in my opinion. I don't know why he can't win a championship, you know, on his own or hasn't really without Steph, Clay and Draymond. It, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. So, like, how do you see this? Do you, do you feel the same way I do about this? Or do you think he would have won a ring?
1: I do. I do feel the same way. But I feel like there's a lot of factors that could factor into it. Um, like you said, obviously his best his best chance, like, that actually happened was when they went to the finals with that OKC game that James Harden with the six-man. Um, but once he left, you know, they never really made a big splash. I mean, they went up 3-1 on the Warriors, but then lost it, and that's when he left. Um, but, like, it's... They never really did anything after after that one finals run. And then, granted, you know, he did go to Golden State. Um, what One thing I would be interested to see is, you know how it was Chris Paul and James Harden in Houston?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I would be interested to see if if KD teamed up with them and made a Chris Paul James Harden KD if they would have been a threat to the Warriors but obviously that didn't happen so that's just a theoretical um and then we all know what happens with CP3 in the playoffs and James Harden too so it really would have just been KD's team um so no I don't I don't think so and I feel like Maybe a reason why he hasn't yet is just because and Achilles injury is obviously traumatic. It's gonna alter the way you move and much more. Mm-hmm. Um and also, you know, if he was a half a half shoe size smaller last year, his foot wouldn't have been on that line and they would have been in the finals. Mm-hmm. But no. I mean that's also that's also theoretical and like we have to look at the facts and the facts are the facts and I I just don't think that he would I don't think he would have a ring if it if it weren't for him going to Golden State man
0: yeah I agree and it's sad that I feel that way because I I want kevin to win a title like in the next coming years that's all he's going to have is probably in maybe another two to three year window i hope he does find a way to win a title just right now i really don't see it happening because brooklyn with that james harden move a couple years ago they really kind of handcuffed themselves for the coming years even with that ben simmons trade i feel like that's the first trade where both teams lost really because ben simmons and James Harden, I don't feel like they can be a part of a championship team. And to be honest, that's – Kevin Durant can. I mean, he's proven that even if it was with the Warriors. He can be a part of a championship team. But I feel like James Harden and Ben are kind of lost causes when it comes to that, unfortunately.
1: like Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Um, and it, honestly, like, I do feel for James because he was back – in, back in Houston, he was – a hell of a player. He just shrunk yeah. in the small moments, so... Yeah. Um, but, I mean, he'll definitely... I still think he'll be in the Hall of Fame, you know,
0: so... Yeah, for for sure, and that Houston thing is interesting. James was absolutely incredible at Houston. Like, so, like yeah, mean, his, was, his numbers... Yeah, his numbers were insane. It was just like a cheat code, and then, you're right, like, once the big moment came late in the playoffs, he just shrunk, but if KD would have went there like you said with CP3 with James in the playoffs that would be a problem and also the Mike Dantoni offense that he had there for James which basically was everybody to sit around and watch you know Harden dribble the air out of the ball until he gets a bucket which he'll he'll get a bucket now but it was no like it was no free flow or movement which is a complete opposite of what Golden State is and i feel like yeah i think you're right i don't think that would have worked either
1: I uh I definitely agree. So I mean it's crazy to say it because I think K D is I think KD's probably in my top like eight players of all time. Yes. If yes. top eight if if not if not no yeah, he's definitely top eight, if not top five. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, it's crazy to say I don't think he would have a ring if he didn't join a super team that was already seventy-three and nine. Mm-hmm. But I mean, yeah, just the way that like, things panned out, the way the NBA looked back then, mm-hmm. I don't really see a team that he could have joined to win. Because, like you said, Cleveland was the powerhouse in in the East, and Golden State was a powerhouse in the West. So,
0: yeah. No, I think I think you're completely right. Um... Do you have any money line you'll take? Do you feel, like, super confident about any, you know, Boston or Golden State going into game three?
1: I got Golden State plus three and a half okay. is, the, is the line. Mm-hmm. And I'm taking that money line at plus 130. So, uh, plus money, you know, we love those bets still. But, um, like, you and I were talking about earlier, those three-point mirages that are being put on by the Warriors in the third quarter, um Boston hasn't had an answer yet. I mean, they got Boston got smacked in the third quarter in Game One, but they just came back and smacked them back even worse in the fourth. Mm-hmm. And then Game Two, I mean, we all know what happened there. I mean, they went up twenty nine at one point in the game, so they they blew them out of the water there in the third quarter. Um, the third quarter the third quarters was literally thirty five to fourteen in game two and in game one it was uh 38 to 24. so golden state's been crushing them in the third quarter and that's another bet that i've been doing is these third quarter spread or these third quarter winners and then the over-unders so if you go like over to first quarter on this you'll see it and right now like first quarter winner well we'll get a third quarter because that's what we're gonna bet on. Third quarter winner and oh here it is. So like the third quarter winner and the uh over for the total parlay is um well the total is over 159 and a half for the Warriors and or for the game for the whole third quarter, sorry. And that's a plus 320. So right now with the way the games have been going, I mean, Golden State has obviously, they've been averaging around 107 points a game mm. through this series. Obviously the Celtics had an outlier in game one with 120 to 88 in game two. But um, I don't think the Celtics are gonna score 88 again in this series. Um, like Like you and I were saying, earlier in the earlier in our conversation uh, Al Horford and Marcus Smart played a bit more, and yeah. I think I mean going back to Boston I think they're going to have much better games um we hit that hey we we had another hit with that um, Marcus Smart over 15 and a half points in game 1 he scored 20 so love to see that mm-hmm. and um but yeah with that one I'm going to do that for that third quarter I'm taking the Golden State as uh, a third quarter winner because I mean they've just been blowing them out. feel like that's easy, easy money. But then another bet that I that I am gonna risk some money on, but I like it, and I wanna I wanna hear your thoughts on this too, Jack. But it's player threes. Clay has been awful this series, like god awful. And if you bet for him to make four threes, you get plus one forty eight. Clay is there's no way that he's gonna be this bad again. Like he went like I think it was three for nineteen last night. Um that's like Clay, Clay's one of the best shooters that we've ever lived to see. He went four for nineteen last night, one of eight from three. I don't think that's gonna continue to happen in this series. So if you've got for him to hit four threes, you can get plus 148 money on that. I love that one. So I'm going to do that because I feel like he has to have a bounce back eventually. There's no way that he keeps the shooting streak going. Mm.
0: Yeah, I I completely agree. I was going to bring that up earlier because that's another scary thing. If you're going for the Warriors in this series, like Clay Thompson has not gotten going at all and they've still – you know, looked great really, especially with the emergence of uh, Jordan Poole fixing what he did wrong in game one. He had 17 last night. But yeah, I think the percentages will even out for Clay. Uh yeah, I would not be opposed to putting money down on that at all.
1: I, yeah, I agree. And like like you said, if if I was a Boston fan, I'd be a little worried right now watching the Warriors and what they're doing without Clay playing like Clay. Mm -hmm. I would be a little concerned. But granted, I mean, Jason Tatum went 3 of 17 in the first game too, so Mm -hmm. he also had 14 assists. Yeah,
0: exactly. Exactly. So how are you
1: feeling about game three?
0: Honestly, um, I I really don't have a strong feeling about either team because Golden State going up to Boston, it's going to be a hen house up there. It's going to be super, super, super loud and but At the same time, like I can't erase that Jimmy Butler performance in Game 6 the last time there was a game in TD Garden because <clears throat> I, like, I feel like Boston just hasn't been good at home in these playoffs at all. They've lost to Milwaukee multiple times at home, Miami, and um, of course they swept Brooklyn, but still they have not been good at home. And I feel like they're actually a better away team. So I think, I hate to say this, I think Boston will be lucky to get a split at home. I really do
1: i i agree i I love that take too um if you had to if you had to like throw it out there for the world to hear and uh hot takes take it on twitter uh or freezing cold takes to take it on twitter who what do you think the final series number is going to be and who do you think is
0: going to win I'm so married to that first pick of Boston and seven, but I'm going to have to see something in games three and four to keep me on that. I'm I'm still going to be on it. I'm not going to jump ship after games one and two. So I'm still sticking with Boston and seven. If I'm sticking with my gut, uh, I'm taking golden state and probably six or seven. I don't know yet. I'm not ready to make that pick though. I think it's, I'm still riding with Boston. I've been married to that for a long time. That's that's
1: fair, man. I mean, I've, that's that was your pick at the beginning of the playoffs. like so I I cannot blame you there. Um, I, of course, I got a ride with my pick at the beginning of the playoffs. I think it's going to be Golden State, and I couldn't agree with you more. I think it's going to go six or seven. If I had to like like everything on the line, like <laughs> Martians with the beam aimed at the planet. <laughs> i'm taking warriors and six bro i don't
0: blame you taking a good give me Iguodala.
1: i'm taking
0: <laughs> Dude, thank god he was not available in game two my okay. lord
1: can i like it was what really, the hell like, was that i, you
0: know, I have a, i have a
1: take on that so they i feel like the warriors were like all right come on like you're gonna you were our finals and like, you, you're gonna play for us game one and then he played and he was awful and they were like all right dude so like thanks for your contributions you were awesome you're not playing again we're just going to say the knee and that way you don't get like bashed on the internet for suck."
0: exactly dude yeah was- <laughs> his ass can sit out the rest of the series i do not that was- i literally feel <laughs> that like it was, cool
1: was like hey like <laughs> yeah i feel like i feel like steve Perry is literally just like hey you're not playing he's like why he's like because your knees hurt <laughs> like, that sure insane. Uh, it's, yeah, was, I don't know why he was in Like, he hasn't played all playoffs.
0: Yeah, that made no sense to yeah. me, bro. Yeah, that, was, that was an interesting one, man. But. For sure. That was well, crazy. I'm going to wrap this up, Trey Day. Thank you so much for coming on here. And your picks were fire, as always. And I can't wait to speak with you next week, brother
1: absolutely man i can't wait either we got games three and four coming up and uh hopefully we'll be running to the bank with some more tickets
0: love to hear it love to hear it man have a good one
1: all right you too buddy peace out